1: Right now. I'm wearing headphones, rocking it back, old school radio days. How about that? And somebody said, it looks like I'm plugged into a Walkman. And I remember when I got my first Walkman, because my brothers and I had to share it. And I was the youngest, so how, how often do you think I got it? And you had your case of cassettes, and then people started to crap on your music selection. And I'm like, then bring yours then! How many times did we have that conversation at parties? This is The Rod Peterson Show. Guilty as charged. Thank you, Rick Regan. Welcome on Inside, everybody. Get on up. Episode number 1124 of your favorite daytime sports talk show is live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. I am, as you can see, and maybe here in the beautiful South Florida studio, Darren Moose DuPont is close to the Great Cup site. He's in Toronto, Ontario. Coming up on the program today, Hall of Fame CFL Executive Jim Hobson, two-time Great Cup winner with Saskatchewan, and uh, also Jermaine Franklin from the TSN Sports Center anchor. Darren, I don't know how much I told you on the phone this morning. We did talk a lot. I'm doing today's show not under duress or in protest, but not feeling great. You know, I don't know what it is. It's been about over 10 days. You ever have that flu-slash-cold when your eyeballs hurt? and your hair hurts, and you can hear yourself breathe. I still have that, and I'm annoyed by it. Have you been able to so far successfully dodge flu season where you're at?
2: Yeah, I have. I mean, uh, except for the bout that I went through last week, but that wasn't the flu, so uh, I don't think. So we'll call it. uh, No, I've been (laughs) able to dodge it because those those long, drawn-out colds uh, are the worst.
1: God, it sucks. And tonight is a game that we've been looking forward to in this house for a very long time, the Edmonton Oilers at the Florida Panthers. I'll be situated down in my own end of the press box. We do have a lot of people to see tonight by name, Cam Moon, Gene Principe, people like that, but I'm not going to. I'll be i ta- will be keeping my distance tonight, but I'm not missing this hockey game either. But we got a lot of football to talk about. Can you hit the quick six shell horn, please, Director Jordan? We'll uh, jump right into it. We are on national television across Canada, on the radio in Atlanta. I know I don't get it either, but also on the air in 31 U.S. states and live streaming. They seem to like what we talk about here. So we're going to stay on topic with what we normally get down with, and we'll begin with the Canadian Football League. The underdog, Montreal Alouettes are Grey Cup champions for the first time since 2010. Montreal won the 110th Grey Cup, defeating the heavily favored Winnipeg Blue Bombers 28-24 at Tim Hortons Field in Hamilton. Montreal quarterback Cody Fajardo was named the Grey Cup MVP. How about that drive? Under two minutes to go, eight plays, 83 yards, and just cold-hearted daggers. Huge balls shown, throwing the ball downfield when you could have just got into position to kick a field goal. No, let's go right at their heart. Let's step on their throat and twist our ankle. And that's what they did. And they won, and... We got a lot to get to. Obviously, NHL weekend leftovers, so hang on. People excited with their teams across Canada. NFL, Week 11, NBA. But I want to spend some time on the Grey Cup. There's, I, we've been on the air for three minutes. I need to collect my thoughts already, Darren. I did not see this coming. I've read the story about Cody Fajardo's pregame speech to his teammates where he dropped several F-bombs, profanity-laced pregame speech by the quarterback who never swears. cheese and rice and if you saw the article afterwards he was like well freaking frack wasn't going to get it done i had to had to put some feeling into it and uh and and i think the one thing that i'll get off my chest here right now is this rough riders thing where so much was made god my phones were going off with texts from people i see the online thing how about take a drink every time the media brings up the Riders? Ran off Fajardo and Jason Maas, the Elouettes quarterback and head coach. <laughs> people saying, and real, people writing on Twitter, at me, real easy to take shots at the Riders now. No, it's a big story. <clears throat> people saying, why did all those players call out the Rough Riders after the game? Especially Montreal players. Because it's a small league, everybody knows. What happened to Cody and Maz is wrong. It continues to go on there. That's why it was a huge storyline coming out of the game. So it was a huge upset. Frankly, it was one of the biggest upsets in Grey Cup history. you, <coughs> I told you I'm sick. It's a lot of emotion coming out of that game. And I think that's what you want. But that was my read. There's more to get to. The halftime show, the pregame, all the rest. But that's my thoughts. Yours?
2: Yeah, it was, it was a statement. It was a career-defining game for Cody Fajardo. Everybody said, if, if Montreal's going to win this game, it's going to be because of their defense. It's going to be because of special teams. Well, special teams had a turnover, a bad one. Uh, it's going to be because of that. And Cody just needs to not lose it for them. Just do enough. No, Cody won them the game. Without Cody, they don't win the Grey Cup. They're not sitting here today. And... You know, I wanted to address this. Um, I I put out a tweet about Anthony Calvillo. I said he needs more. um, Yes. You know, we got to take a minute for Anthony Calvillo. He's the offensive (laughs) coordinator. And I know there's, you know, Jason Moss is, I think, on the sidelines, from what I understand, actually calling the plays. But didn't that feel a lot like an Anthony Calvillo game that Cody played? I mean, Cody had to execute, but it felt like a Calvillo game to me. You know, take what you can get. You know, put it in the hands of your playmakers, boom, boom, high percentage, high percentage, shot down the field, right? High percentage shot, high percentage shot, Cahoon over the middle, bang, down the field to Jamal Richardson, right? That's what it felt like to me. And when they scored in the game in, in that final drive, you just, you know, it's Cody and everything that's happening. like, he's not doing this. And zing, 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 he did it. It, it, it felt to me like Anthony uh, back in the day. It was a really cool thing to watch.
1: Yeah, great analysis by you. Robert Campbell's watching in Las Vegas. He says, entertaining Grey Cup. Tough loss for my hometown Bombers. Came down to a player or two. Happy for Fajardo. From Kevin the Medium, he says, good morning, RP peeps. Oh, what a game. It was a fantastic game. <clears throat> I don't know why I've gotten so sick since I've got on the air. I haven't coughed this much all morning. But um, just, I did not see it coming um there's a lot of people writing me going oh you you didn't even pick montreal i know a little bit about motivation i've danced around this a lot i picked montreal to lose every week i've told you don't follow my betting advice i wanted montreal to win every step of the way um It was an odd game because at halftime it was 17-7 for Winnipeg, but it probably should have been 14-10 for Montreal. But for brain farts and little mistakes, I'm like, oh, no, this veteran Winnipeg team, I don't know that Montreal is going to be able to come back from this. Well, they did, and uh, you talked about the score and stuff. Montreal only led the game for all told. If you go back and look it up, maybe three minutes, four minutes max out of a 60-minute game. They didn't lead all game. And that's what's fun about the uh, analysis and all the pregame talk. That's where this show is very valuable to the sports teams. All the pregame hype. Jeff Reinbold came on here and said, Winnipeg's going to want to get up early and keep that lead because Montreal's not used to playing from behind. Well, that's exactly what happened. They got up early, but Montreal did come back. You never really know. That's why we got to watch the games. It's so dang fun. It's so dang fun. And it's going to take a couple days to just kind of sit back and reflect on everything that happened because the season's now over. The halftime show, it's not a shock anybody who watches this show every day or has for years the Rod Squad. I'm not the biggest music guy. There's only one act that I've seen multiple times, and that's George Strait. He is my guy. Anybody else? Eh, see you once. I'm good. I'm not going to follow you around like the Grateful Dead and go to all your concerts. So Green Day was good but they didn't sing Good Riddance. Correct me if I'm wrong. So is that not their signature song? How do you not sing that at halftime if you're Green
2: Day? I wondered about that, because you're right, that would be their signature song. Basket Case they sang, which is up there among their signature songs. Um, I think maybe because it's a slow ballad, pulls on the heartstrings. TSN played the crap out of good riddance throughout their broadcast um so there was that um so maybe it was the energy i thought you know what halftime i thought it was it was great i thought it was awesome they played a new song to start that nobody had ever heard before really um but it had great energy i thought they uh played to the crowd a little bit they grabbed the phone did the selfie thing that was cool uh the energy was great um you know i give it two thumbs up
1: oh yeah It's all great. All I'm saying is, believe me, I'm the guy touting positivity every day, so I don't want to be a Debbie Downer today. Or as John Frenzy would say, a negative expert, a photography expert, dealing in negatives. (laughs) Just saying, it's their biggest song. How do you not play your biggest song in a stadium concert of a championship like that? I don't understand. We got a lot of new viewers tuning in today. Leonard Ferguson says, Cody had a little sprinkle of Jesus. Oh, my God. He cemented himself as a CFL legend after that. An absolute flippin' legend. Way to go, Cody. As John Frenzy would say, a winner all the way. Cody Fajardo. Now he can say it. Starting quarterback, won a Grey Cup championship. I love it. John Ohm says, Green Day totally rocked. I really enjoyed the halftime show. Thoughts? I enjoyed it. They were missing a song. Can it be both? I think it can be. Uh, Jeff, the Stamps fan somewhere here says, uh, okay, we, we, we are going to have to move on. Bill Edwards says, Moose, you're 100% correct. Yes, he is. Jeff said something around along the lines here of, here it is, a little foresight by the rider organization and some better treatment by fans, and that could have been the riders. I think that's my summation, all of it. like, Because I think we all want to move on. Those of us that are not connected to the Rough Riders anymore. It is kind of hard when it keeps coming up every day but I think we would all like to move on but the one lasting image for me with Pajardo lifting that trophy over his head was that could have been Sask. They could have won a great cup with him as their starting quarterback. What kind of talent evaluating is going on there? Not to mention treatment of people and Danny Machocha, if you saw his post game um Quotes the general manager of Montreal said, Cody just needed a new environment. He needed an environment where people are valued. And as I do move on, I'll just say there are people that will never, ever, ever, ever recognize or look at the faults or warts of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders organization. Not just this one, but just as an institution. They just won't look at it. They won't accept it. I've heard from some of them today. So we can't sit and have a back and forth with you because you won't accept or even are willing to look at the truth. Don't want to. Nah, 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 nah. Bill Edwards, uh, great show at halftime. Nelson regarding good riddance. Nelson, our VP of Sem Events, writes in and says He says, uh, I think you have to match the pace of the set with the event. I get it. More high energy. Good riddance is not high energy. Sure. That would have been... I, hey, I'm not a complete doofus. <laughs> when, they, when I saw they weren't including that, I was like, well, clearly that's why. It's a bit of a downer. But I have seen a lot of acts in stadiums and sporting events. Get the lighter out. Still yeah, works. You could have went that <laughs> way. You know, But whatever. Sure I don't want to be Debbie Downer today. Yeah, they did a... Fantastic job of it. You asked if I saw the pregame show, and that's the one thing that I really wish they could have done. And I don't know because I've been giving the kudos to the CFL, CFL Plus, their streaming arm. I have nothing but kudos for the CFL for having that CFL Plus streaming because I, any game that I didn't see on CBS Sportsnet all season, I was able to watch on streaming. Really simplified stuff for them. Worldwide, it was available outside of Canada on CFL Plus. I didn't see anybody complaining that they couldn't get the feed anywhere around the world. Really simplified it from a CFL perspective. Instead of running around and trying to do deals with every cable company on the globe, here, just watch this streaming. And it worked but it would have been nice if they aired the whole pregame show because I'm a junkie for that too, but they didn't. You said you watched a lot of it. What's your quicker, what's your analysis of that?
2: It was awesome. Yeah. I thought they did a good job mixing in both panels. Um, Bo had another role and the talk continues to grow about if he's not coming back next year, he probably slides right into the TSN panel uh, for next season. So that's the talking point. Um, I thought James Duthie did a great job really grilling the commissioner, being fair, but really pushing him on some issues, including struggles in Saskatchewan and Edmonton, (laughs) um, the bilingual uh, mess up inside the stadium, not having both languages. So I thought James did a good job of that. I thought it was really great. The only other thing I was going to say, my only pet peeve of the whole thing continues to be a pet peeve starting last year in Regina is the halftime show in the end zone. I just don't like it in the end zone. I want it at midfield. If I buy tickets and I'm on the far 20-yard line and I can't even see Green Day and I got to watch it on the screen, why didn't I stay home, right? I mean, I want to be able to see them. I think it's way better. Move the halftime back to midfield.
1: See, and that's the thing is we won't all be able to agree on all this. I've seen it everywhere and i agree with you i've seen it up against the stands i've seen it out at midfield I've seen it in the end zone it's i don't know what the answer is uh we could i love the uh input of the fans here howard Garton writes that he says cfl plus is awesome it is great i have no complaints that way uh ryan in toronto says always bittersweet a great championship but the end of the cfl season joe boo writes it. He says, the Moose is bang on. AC had a huge influence on Cody this year. Cool thing about AC is and I know him real well, he didn't want the credit. Like, you're extolling his virtues here. I saw your tweet last night. You're like, let's stop for a second and appreciate AC's influence. But he don't care. He's just doing his job. And frankly, I don't think Moz really wants the credit either. Cody, maybe a little bit because of what he went through. And he deserves it. He earned it. But AC don't need it. But it's nice of you to acknowledge it. Because he is a hell of a coach. I don't know if he ever is going to want to be a head coach or not. He gets to live in Montreal, make good money. I think AC an Alouette's lifer. Ah. Uh, yeah. Uh, John J-O-N writes that He says, Jeremy O'Day, that's Saskatchewan's general manager, he says, should be ashamed of how things were handled last year with Cody Fajardo and then Jason Moz." Yeah. Yep. Yeah. As Machocha said, it's how you treat people. Uh, but again, you know, and Kevin, the medium here, says that commissioner interview was awesome. Randy looked shocked. That's what I don't understand. If the CFL has some warts, some problems, I got some warts and problems. The Rough Riders do. But you got to admit you have them, and that's where you start to get better. Acknowledge them and fix them. And as long as they're going to say, ah, uh, no, no, we don't have any problems, then you're going to continue to fumble and languish around and never get better. And there are, yeah. you know, that some entities that have that issue. Um, I see that people have come here today to discuss this Grey Cup, this CFL offseason. We still also have the uh, NHL story to get to, NFL lot. So keep them pumping. Tell your friends. The RP Show is live on the Monday, the first day after Grey Cup, and we'll be right back here on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Okay, guys, RP here, and I'm proud to be teaming up again with Manscaped this fall, the worldwide leader in below-the-waist grooming. Look, sponsors want people pushing their products who actually use them, and I'm that guy. I've been using the lawnmower for years. Not just your typical clipper. Its contoured design and no clunky cords eliminate all the hassle when you're doing your own manscaping in the bathroom. And please tell me you do that. But then for guys my age, you're going to want to add the Weed Whacker 2.0 to your shed. It's for ears, nose, and anywhere else that hair grows where you don't want it. Let's face it, we don't want to admit it, but it's a fact. Just one hair out of place, in the wrong place, can be the end of it. So here's what you do. Go to manscaped.com right now and use the promo code the RP Show. All one word. It's live right now. If you tried to buy these products separately, you'd be paying hundreds of dollars, but you'll pay a fraction with the promo code Show and get them all in one package. The promo code Show gets you 20% off your order and free shipping. Care about yourself, for God's sakes. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code Show. You can thank me later. Back in the lid on a brand new week, uh, just ahead of our next guest, just a couple of other NHL uh, leftovers. The NHL's Global Series ended on a fitting note. Swedish forward William Nylander scored in overtime as the Leafs beat the Minnesota Wild 4-3 to cap a series of four regular season games in Stockholm. How about those Oilers? They blew a big one in Tampa Saturday. Tonight they're here in sunrise, and we can't wait to go. Sunday Night Football, Russell Wilson's 15-yard touchdown throw to Cortland Sutton with a minute, three seconds remaining propelled the Denver Broncos past the Minnesota Vikings 21-10, 21-20. So that's one of the highlights from Week 11. We'll get to more of that later. Pleased to welcome in Canadian Football Hall of Famer Jim Hobson now. His name is on the Grey Cup twice. And El Presidente, it's nice to see you. As always, as Grey Cubs go, where does the 110th rate in your mind?
0: One of the best that I've seen in recent years. It was a great game. I really enjoyed it and uh, a, a surprising outcome to many, but uh, uh, probably good for the CFL and certainly good for the Montreal Alouettes.
1: Yeah, well, one thing, I, one thing I know about you is you like the football talk and the breakdown. So please tell me, where did you see they won it? What, what, what told this, the tale of that game?
0: Well, Montreal, um, I, I expected Winnipeg to win, but I, I thought, you know, if Montreal upset them, it wouldn't be the, all that surprising because uh, their defense has been playing lights out uh, for the last uh, half of the season and the playoffs. Um, uh, Cody uh, hasn't uh, been playing super, but he was doing what he needed to do and uh, not losing the game. And, and of course, uh, they have a good receiving core, so they're pretty solid. I thought Winnipeg depended on their running game again, very you know very much, and it's a great running game. But uh, Calaris did not have the best game. In fact, he didn't have the last couple of years, and so uh, they couldn't seem to uh, uh, you know, really put it together in terms of their passing game, which was surprising because of the quality of their receivers and their offensive line and so on. But you know, it just seemed as if it was montreal's year um they were on a mission and uh i got to give danny machocha a, a world for what he accomplished this year there
1: uh former saskatchewan rough riders lyman jim hobson is with us and uh, president for 10 seasons two-time great cup champion What does it do for the CFL that we would have an upset like this? And it's an upset because Winnipeg was favored by, depending who you talk to, eight and a half points. Winnipeg was favored, and they lost. What does it do for the CFL to have a last-minute drive, win a game, upset fashion? It's got to be anything but all good things, unless you're from Winnipeg.
0: Yeah, it is all good things in terms of interest, uh, season ticket sales. uh, the East is is back. I mean, for a long time it seemed that the West was dominant, but uh, with Toronto and, and Montreal and even Hamilton, uh, they're certainly back. So it's good for the CFL. Um, Winnipeg is is not going to uh, uh, just disappear. They're a very good team. Uh, they've got some work to do, though. They're they're a bit of a crossroads now with some of their older players, but uh, um, nothing but good in terms of that and. Uh, I uh, look forward to next year. I look forward to seeing what what Winnipeg does because um, while they've got great receivers and lots of talent, uh, their old line is getting long in the tooth. Uh, I mean, Patty Newfeld's thirty five years old. Their tackles are up there, so they got some work to do. But uh, I don't think they're going to disappear from the uh, from the mix. They'll definitely be in it. And uh, but you know, I, I hate to say it, but you know, we our challenges right now are in Saskatchewan and Edmonton, and uh, those were two of the uh, you know bedrocks for you know for, for quite a while. so that's uh, kind of where we have to get see some improvement huh?
1: Interesting you say that. I was not privy to the pre- commissioner's pre-game interview where I live. All I was able to watch was the game on the streaming, but Darren DuPont was telling me about that that the commissioner was pressed on Saskatchewan and Edmonton's problems. And he didn't really give a, a satisfactory answer in Darren's mind. What would be yours on that? These are stalwarts. You never really have to worry about these teams. Apparently we do.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, we, the Riders certainly had their ups and downs. But, you know, since, uh, uh, since Roy Rivers came and, you know, we had a pretty good run for 15-plus years, and even, even a couple of good years before the, uh, before the last two, At Edmonton, uh, you know, when I went to the the job in Saskatchewan, I said, I want to be the Edmonton Eskimos, I want to be the the flagship, and they were, and and it's really sad with what's happened with the board, um, just, you know, the losses and and the the crowd size, but they seem to be a team in, in disarray right now, and they're talking about private ownership, and to be very honest, I don't see that as the answer, I mean, Rod, you've been around uh, football a long time, the CFL, and we can both tell horror stories about some of the ownership groups we've seen in places like Calgary and B.C. And, and on and on. So I don't think that's the answer. I'm glad Rick Lawsher is there because of his, his background, his history, his success, and I, he, I think he's the perfect guy to guide them forward as they, uh, as they look at that whole issue. But, hey, win some games and uh, all will be good
1: so that's edmonton i mean about sask are we headed to a lottery a telethon a bring your grain to the stadium i mean i just assume that they're fine because they're the riders they'll always be fine right how bad
0: is it yeah we do we do but uh the last two years have been have been hard and uh you know especially now what we see what happened with cody and uh and jason moss and and what kind of success they had once they left here I mean, I, I don't think there was any choice except for for uh, Cody to leave after what had happened last year. The fans had turned on him. The organization lost confidence. Uh, it just—it wasn't good, and so he needed a fresh start. But it tells you about the organization and the culture and and what what's going on in that locker room. And you know, two years in a row we've had a, an epic collapse at, in the middle of the year, and uh, and I think that speaks a lot to the culture of of the of the locker room. And in fact. I always believed it was the whole organization. I didn't think it was just having a good team and a good culture there. You had to have it in the front office, at the board level, like it it trickled down. So we got to get back to that. And the new coach has to be someone who is capable of bringing in a, a strong culture. I mean, Rod, you were here when uh, Ken Austin came and, and the culture uh, changed rapidly. Uh, he came in his first meeting and said, our goal is to win the Grey Cup. Anything less will be a failure. And uh, we wanted to break up. And uh, uh, Kenny Miller was great at culture in the locker room, the respect he showed the players and the organization, but he also held everybody accountable. So, you know, culture is so critical in every single organization. And uh, um, we got to get that back. And and the new coach and, and uh, his staff have to be able to do that as well. So it's going to be interesting to see where they land and uh, what happens going forward.
1: Yeah, well, Kent just fit in with what uh, you had laid down ahead. But it's interesting. I don't really care about the ownership. I care about the leadership. And I also know it's not easy. That's why those jobs pay so much. But I look at Montreal. You think I don't talk to people, Jim, and the Alouettes and how things changed under, let's all not forget, Quebec bought that team in the last year. Yeah. Right? And I'm like, what's changed? And they said the new owners have allowed Danny Machocha to do his job and they didn't meddle. They got out of the way. Now, you weren't a guy that got out of the way. You had your thumb on people, right? You you were holding people accountable. But Danny Machocha was a guy that I guess doesn't need to be. Just let him do his thing. That's why it's different in every different market. So again, I don't care who the owner is. They need to have strong leadership. And that's why I think Edmonton is where they are. That's what and the riders but that's my take on that is all do you know what i'm saying
0: i agree with you rod um interesting uh, i'd like to remind uh, everyone that danny machocha is kind of um in a similar type of story as, as cody and jason moss you remember when he left edmonton there was a lot of, of of rocks and rotten eggs thrown at him and uh uh you know he hadn't had the a strong couple of uh, ending years, but he goes to university, he wins championships, he goes back to the Alouettes, he builds a great cup winner. Uh, There's a story of redemption. So really, uh, and I always liked Gaddy. I I, uh, enjoyed him and uh, thought that uh, he he was a good football man, but things did not work out well for him in Edmonton, but it sure has worked out well for him in Montreal.
1: Yeah, and the thing is, it's a small league and people talk. and But my, I, I just got to go by how people deal with me. And Danny Macho has always been great to me. So I'm very happy for that entire crew. And I guess before I let you go, as we move into this offseason, I'd like to see the CFL's profile be kept up over the next six months. But there's a lot of people in the league don't want that. I just feel like you come off cashing in on the biggest week of the year and then they go away. I, I don't like that.
0: That's a good point. I mean, the NFL never goes away. You know that. And uh uh it's incredible the, the machine they have there. But yeah, we've got to stay relevant. Uh we're coming off a good year, coming off a great, great cup. And uh uh I, I think there's every reason to keep keep our, our face out there with the fans and uh but we've gotta have some recovery back uh in, in Edmonton and Saskatchewan and hopefully that will happen
1: uh absolutely hey as i sit here i don't think i i can guess what your question or your answer is for our poll question today it's for key auto group out of yorkton what's the greatest great cup of all time 1989 2005 2023 last night or other was there a better great cup i shouldn't assume what your answer would be was there a better great cup than any of those three
0: well uh, 89 for sure has to be in there, and uh, last night, but certainly be case can be made. But uh, I loved the 2013 Grey Cup, uh, being at home and the big win and everything else. It wasn't like it was a great game, but but it was a great experience. So that one uh, I'd like to see in there, and and, and nice to talk about uh, 07 in there as well because that was a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, we we've actually had. You know, we had some pretty good good cups and uh, worth watching. And the and, uh, presentation, not just the game, but the halftime, all of that uh, was very well done. And, you know, I heard the debate about end zone, center of the field. But overall, I thought it was a pretty darn good experience.
1: Yes, yes, yeah. Okay, now you That's why I enjoy talking with you. You jogged my memory. That 07 Grey Cup, let's be honest. Ryan Dibbottie takes over. Got to drive to win the game. And I thought he was going to do it. I'm, here we go again. They're going to rip our heart out again. And James Johnson steps in front of a didn't, what he pick for a third time. Nope, not today. That was pretty exciting. I guess if you're watching it on TV, where were you on the sidelines for that, or where were you watching that from?
0: I was, I was up in a box. Uh, we had uh, a lot of people there, but uh, it was exciting. Um, I I would just remind you of the uh, rare occurrence of a third down challenge being overturned or being upheld. And if if that had uh, gone against us, uh, that game probably would have shifted against us as well
1: uh i remember it very well doug berry trying to challenge a challenge i mean, kent have you gone back and watched it kent if you read, read his lips on the he's like he, he can't do that he can't do that don't try and That's challenge right. kent austin on rules <laughs> never yeah all right jim always good thanks for the yeah. time see you when we get home
0: yeah we look forward to it rod and all the best and uh... Enjoy that Oilers game. Let's see if they can finish one
1: out, huh? It's going to be fun. Absolutely appreciate you. Uh, Hall of Fame President Jim Hobson joining us from the 306. Yeah, we are getting ready and excited for tonight's Oilers Florida Panthers game. We'll talk about that and more as the show rolls along. We'll be right back on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Guys, Manscaped has done it again. This fall, the worldwide leader in men's below-the-waist grooming has come out with the Handyman Facial Razor. Like all their products, it's innovative and unique. It's compact and sleek, which makes it easy to fit into your shaving kit for road trips. Plus, it charges via USB. What'll they think of next? And right now, with the promo code VRPSHOW, you get 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com. That's promo code VRPSHOW make life easier and drive the ladies wild. Get to manscaped.com today. All right, I believe it's just me and you, the audience, the rest of the way to the top of the hour. It will not be hard to fill that time, yeah. So I will invite you to get on the text line for Sober Carpenter, 902-518-3033, Sober Carpenter, non-alcoholic craft beers. I hope you picked yours up to enjoy the 110th Grey Cup. You know I did. Available at Total Wine and Spirits here in South Florida, but also at a vendor near you. Ask for it by name, Sober Carpenter. I'm going to jump into the sports update and then come back. I'm, you probably want to talk about this too. The Vancouver Canucks look to end a mini slump tonight as they host the San Jose Sharks. The Canucks sit second in the NHL's Pacific Division, but have lost consecutive games to division rivals, uh, revivals. rivals Seattle and Calgary. Easy for me to say. Elsewhere, the Edmonton Oilers visit the Florida Panthers. If you go to our Instagram story right now, at the Rod Peterson Show, you'll see I got a poll up there. What's the game of the night in the NHL? And running away with it is the Oilers and Panthers. And I cannot tell you how excited we are to be at that game. Been looking forward to it for months. Not as excited as I was for Bedard here and the Blackhawks, but Serena certainly is. That's her team. The Kansas City Chiefs and Philadelphia Eagles meet tonight in a marquee matchup in the National Football League. The Eagles lead the NFC at 8-1, while the Chiefs are atop the AFC at 7-2. and two. The game, of course, is a rematch of Super Bowl 57, which the Chiefs won 38-35. The sports updates brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company, turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience. Visit CommonCrown.ca. And for landmark cinemas in theaters now, five nights at Freddy's. Can you survive five nights? The terrifying horror game phenomenon becomes a blood-chilling cinematic event as producer Blumfield brings Five Nights at Freddy's to the big screen. So it is just us, and I know that I can sit and read text messages for you till the cows come home, whatever the hell that means. But let me open it up, 902-518-3033. On a variety of topics, and I apologize, I'm going to jump around uh, ah, yeah. Hey, it's the first day after the Grey Cup. It's the first day of the Canadian Football League offseason, and I want to get far more into the NHL and the NFL, but let's be honest, we've got six months to do that. So from the text line, Allie is watching in Sherwood Park, Alberta. She right, writes in and says, good morning, RPN crew. Thanks, Rod, for doing the CFL predictions you did. You were the lucky charm for the Owls. Maybe, but I picked Winnipeg. She says, we're so happy for Cody, Jason Maas, and the rest of the team. Huge congrats. Never thought that we as Ryder fans would cheer for Montreal, but he, Cody is one of our favorite players. Feel better, RP. Thank you, Allie. I appreciate that. I feel like junk. And I try not to complain. So you know it's bad if I'm complaining to the degree that I am today. Um, Kirk in Toronto really seems to have had an interesting emotional and mental shift in the last week. He writes in and says, uh, hey Rod, nothing is more Canadian than watching the Mounties walking in the Grey Cup. Beautiful. Yeah, it's quite interesting how they changed it up, huh? They had the Grey Cup in there before the game on the field. I saw that. Was that the Grey Cup fan base that was on, Clark? Did you notice? Was it on the fan base they found that thing? I thought they'd lost it. Yeah. Or it was a replica because they did lose the original. Whatever. Um, He goes on to say, Kirk writes in and says from a sunny Toronto writing in the numbers are out and 1.3 million viewers watched Chad Kelly crap the bed how about that he's talking about the east final 10 days ago now (coughs) the interesting thing about that is you'll all come back If if you just look at the way the CFL season ended who saw this coming the MVP of the league having an out-of-body experience literally and figuratively and crapping the bed in the East final to... We didn't see that coming. That's not the way the fairy tales end. And then this Great Cup is how the good guy puts on the white hat, saves the damsel in distress. That was the 110th Grey Cup that I saw. Under two minutes to go. You got to march the ball 83 yards to win the game and complete the redemption story, then he does it? Who does that? Cody for JJ, that's who. Jim is watching in Balgoni. Yeah, Jim in Balgoni writes in. He says, Cody and his band of misfits. Team Cody, class act. As John Frenzy would say, he's a winner all the way. Brian in Hudson's Bay. Good day, guys. And it's interesting when I read this. I guess everybody across Canada and 31 U.S. states are going to figure out who these guys are that everybody's talking about, that they care so much about in Saskatchewan. And I didn't think really knew across the country. Brian says, "Good day, guys. It was a great game in some ways. I think the score flattered the Bombers. I agree." Craig Reynolds, that's Saskatchewan's president, and Jeremy O'Day, that's the general manager, got dragged through the mud on national television last night. I wonder how it feels. Can we ask them? Oh, Brian says, oh, wait, I know how. How? They've done it to us fans for a couple of years. Good luck to them in turning this thing around. Nani... Nani writes in from the 902. Hey, Rod, so happy I found your show on the Game Plus Network on Shock Cable in Calgary. Nani says, I'm so happy for Cody Fajardo in Montreal for winning the Grey Cup. I hope soon the buzz stops about how bad the riders were to him and Moz. Time to move on. Says who? You want to move on because you're a rider fan. Nah. We ain't ready to move on. Nope. Uh, The poll question I should mention is brought to you by Key Yorkton Kia. The all-new 2024 Kia Sportage reimagines innovation in motion. It pushes the boundaries of urban SUV design and technology with refinement and purpose. Go to keyyorktonkia.com for more information. The 2024 Kia Sportage movement that inspires what's the best gray cup of all time, 1989, Saskatchewan beating Hamilton 43-40. at Skydome, the recently opened Skydome, 2005 at BC Place. I was there, double overtime. Edmonton Eskimos and Montreal Alouettes. Danny Machoche's Edmonton Eskimos won that one in double overtime. Last night's thriller. We need a name for that game. Last night. Let's think about it. Cody's comeback. There you go. That was quick, Clark. Nice work. Cody's comeback. Beautiful. Still leaning the way is 1989, according to you people, those voting on it. Uh, What do we got for time? We do have to break. We got topics that we didn't even get to and we will when we come back in overtime. Well, not overtime. Whatever this next segment, final segment of hour one, whatever we call it. We'll do that next, and then Moose will join us, and we will take a far bigger look at Week 11 in the NFL. Uh, The Leafs capping off the Global Series in Sweden in fine style Sunday. Oilers at Florida tonight. We'll preview that game, and Jermaine Franklin will join us too. We'll be right back on Game Plus, WQEE, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Hi, everybody. For those watching, who sees that boat headed under the Hillsborough Bridge and doesn't think hockey? For those listening on WQEE Radio, just uh, take my word for it. That's what we're showing on television on Game Plus right now. I want to hear from everybody else right now, if you don't mind. Uh, And next hour, whatever you want to talk about. Because there are a lot of other things going on besides... The Grey Cup and the CFL and God bless Bill Edwards writing in and pumping, pu- promoting the National Lacrosse League. I guess it's coming up. Is it coming up that Sask is playing Calgary in Moose Jaw? As a matter of fact, as I look at the text line, 902-518-3033, Bill Edwards writing in and says, Rush preseason game this weekend in Moose Jaw. There are a few tickets left. He's really pushing the rush. Are you on the board, Bill? Good for you. But, for, well, so I said I want to hear from the other leagues, so there you go. Point four is I never even got through all of the Quick 6 show topics here today. Pascal Siakam scored 23 points. Scotty Barnes and Dennis Schroeder each had 17, and the Toronto Raptors never trailed in beating Detroit at 142-113 Sunday at Scotiabank Arena. Raptors recorded a franchise record 44 assists. The Pistons have now lost four, uh, sorry, 11 games in a row. Is Dwayne Casey still coaching the Pistons? Does anybody know? I liked him, but... Point five. Three Canadian NHL teams are in action tonight. The Edmonton Oilers visit the Florida Panthers in their fourth game under head coach Chris Knobloch. We'll come back on that. Calgary Flames kick off a four-game road trip in Seattle tonight, and the Vancouver Canucks look to break a two-game skid as they host the league-worst San Jose Sharks. Point six, it's a Super Bowl rematch for Monday night football as the Kansas City Chiefs host the Philadelphia Eagles. league-leading Philly is 8-1, and, and they're looking for revenge after losing to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl last year, 38-35. The Chiefs are 7-2. Um, can I hear from the Oiler fans? I would really like to. And I see a lot of these other texts have come in. I'll get to those if I run out of topics here this hour. But we were watching the Order game the other night. Oiler's outshot Tampa Bay 2-1. to Lost 6-4. And Serena, the biggest Oiler's fan that I know, and I swear she is, she's like, these goals aren't even the fault of Stuart Skinner, the Edmonton's goalie. They're playing... T- Playing terribly. We all saw it with our own eyes. And, of course, I facetiously say, fire the coach. Oh, wait. They just did. Last weekend. God bless a man. I have no idea what it's going to take to make the Edmonton Oilers play hard. I don't know. And clearly nobody else does either. Just Oilers are on the power play, and I'm like, Evan Bouchard is the best thing they have to put out there. Put out Paul Coffey, for God's sakes. He's on the bench. Twisted uh, Mike writes in. He says, hey, Winnipeg, winning four great Cups in a row is a dynasty, not just showing up. If you Winnipeg fans can count to four. Ooh, that's from Twisted Mike. It has been very quiet out of the slurpy capital today. Capital, I'll say. Devin in Burns Lake, BC, writes in, says, good morning. A game like that for Cody Fajardo against the Bombers had been due. Bombers were odds-on favorites, but that's why you play the game. Great year for the CFL. Let's keep it going. Figure it out, schooners. Thank you for all that, Devin. I have little faith that they will, however. But it'll be fun to kick around next hour. More NFL, NHL, and, of course, Grey Cup after this brief pause on Game Plus and Key Radio.